Thanks for joining us for Open Bible Online today. Open Bible Baptist Church has been in South Jersey for over 60 years. We love this community and we want to be a help to you. In order to help us help you in the best way possible, would you do us a favor? Please fill out the digital connection card posted in this link. Here you could post prayer requests and also ask any questions you may have about Open Bible. If you'd like to give today, you could give online in less than two minutes. Visit openbiblenj.org for more information. Thanks again for joining us today. Now enjoy the service. Take your Bibles. Join me if you would in uh, John chapter 12. Tyler, you want to grab this? John chapter number 12, please. Thank you. And uh, we're just going to chat a little bit about this, okay? I, uh, I've said this so far since I've been here. In fact, I, I remember, uh, remember when I came up to um, maybe just preach before I was even a thought of being the pastor. We talked a little bit about the importance of balance. Do you, do you remember that? I, I think it was a Sunday night message. I, I don't remember the message, but I know I spoke a little bit about the importance of balance and, and, and really striving uh, working toward being balanced in life as an individual, as a Christian, you know, as a person, uh, but then certainly as a church, right? I think it's important for churches to strike, to strike a balance, and it's not easy. It really isn't, because if you look out in our world, you'll find, you'll find churches that kind of lean, you know, one way or the other. Are you with me? Talk to me tonight. Come on. Let's not, let's not play games here. Let's, let's become friends real soon. Um, and so you have, some, you have some churches that they'll lean to the right, and, and everything is kind of black and white. Right? I mean, that, that's just the way it is, and that's it. And if it's not that way, then it's just, it's, it just won't work. And, uh, you know, they're, they're the kind of churches that will, you know, probably, I don't know, maybe frown upon, look down upon other churches that don't agree uh, or don't, you know, uh, kind of worship the same way or things of that nature, they lean to the right, you know. Um, if I had to lean, if I had to lean in any direction, I'd rather lean to the right, honestly. Um, if, if, my, if my pendulum is still swinging, swaying, I, I, want it, I want it to sway, I want it to sway right more than left, you know. Um, when I came up in, in Christianity, in church, the church that I attended, uh, and then the church that I pastored for a long time, was probably more right, and I don't mean right other than wrong, I mean right, leaning toward the right. Very, very extremely, extremely conservative. In fact, I don't think Jesus would have felt comfortable in the church that I grew up in or pastored for a while. You know, we had more, we had, we had more, we had more standards and we had more do's and don'ts than the, than the Bible. You know, uh, we, we, we just leaned right. And thank the Lord, we kind of, kind of, we never, we never went that far, but we did kind of balance it out after some time, you know. And then there are those churches in society that lean left, right? And so if the church is on the right, it's just black and white. I would say the church is on the left. Everything's a blur. Anything goes. There are no rights or wrongs. 
it's kind of almost however you see it, right? It's, it's kind of relative, you know? And, and I, I think this, I, I, think, I think wherever you're comfortable, you're comfortable. But for me personally, I, I like to strike a balance. I believe somewhere right in the middle, there is harmony, you know? And when, when, all, of this, uh, when all of this took place here uh, with Open Bible and, and me and, and you, one of the things that, one of the things that drew me, uh, or I shouldn't say drew me because that, that's a bad choice of words, but one of the things that I was looking for and one of the things that impressed me was your balance and your desire to be balanced. I didn't pick up when I was here, uh, I didn't pick up a strong uh, sway or a, swan, a strong lean in any direction. I really didn't. I didn't think you were too far to the right, and I didn't think you were too far to the left. I, I, I believe me when I say that. And I even said to the deacon board uh, when we were talking, and, and I said this to them, um, I, I, I remember saying that you need to determine exactly what you're looking for in a pastor, or at least what direction you want your pastor to lead you, right? If you want him to lead you back to nothing but, you know, all hymns and, and standards and black and white, or if you want him to maybe say, all right, let's get away from all of that, or if you're looking for somebody who is going to just blend the, both, the best of both worlds, where we take what's important, and then we try to take what's relevant, you know? And they said, preacher, that's exactly, what we're, that's exactly what we're looking for. And so I thought, well, then, that's good. I can help you with that. And then, lo and behold, you know, it, 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 it turns toward me. And I almost got tongue-tied there for a moment, but it turned toward me. I remember when we went, when we went Donna, when we, when, when we left Pennsylvania... And again, this is Sunday. I preached my heart out this morning. If you were here, you know I preached my heart out. And if you missed it, go watch it online. This is my chance for me to get to know you and you to get to know me on Sunday nights. Okay? So this is the way it's going to be for a while. I promise you, come September, we'll start a series on Sunday nights. It's probably going to be a series on the family um, called uh, Family 2022, looking at the dysfunctional family and the functional family. We're going to have a good time with that. But it's summertime, and people are in and people are out, and so I, I thought this would be a good time for us, us to get to know each other, right? When we were leaving Pennsylvania in 2013, we left our church there, the um, Lord, Lord was leading us on. In 2009, we had, uh, we had set out to, to make some adjustments in our ministry. It was a five-year plan we, we had, and in five years, I promise you, within five years, we accomplished that goal, and it was, it was wonderful. It was going great, you know. Uh, I pulled all my staff in, and we all sat down and <clears throat> talked about it. They were all on board. They were excited about it. They thought it was going to be refreshing, and we started to make, we started to make that adjustment. Now, again, you, you see me, right? You know me, right? This was the adjustment. So don't get nervous. I know some people, I talk like this, people say, where is he gone? This was the adjustment, you know. But the adjustment was not so much in how we looked, and even in how we, how, we, how we operated, it was more in our philosophy, in just calming down, in accepting people, you know, just like they are, you know, and making them feel warm and welcome, 
in, in our environment, where before, if someone would come in and they didn't have on the right uniform, say amen right there. See, this is core right here. Your core. Now, that's the old fundamental church. And or if they came in with anything other than a King James Bible, boy, they, they would have been told, next time, don't come back with that. We don't allow that in this building. You know? <clears throat> and what was happening is this. We were running off more people than we were keeping. You know? And we were working to get them. And then once we got them, we kicked them out. You know? And so we, we needed to change our philosophy a little bit, you know, with that. Now, do we believe in modest apparel and dressing right and looking right? Say amen right there. Do we believe in King James Bible? Say amen right there. I preach nothing, nothing but. I mean, that's where we are. However, the philosophy change was helpful. And then after five years, man, the Lord leads me out of there. And I said to my wife, I never forget, I remember saying this, if God's leading us out, wherever he's leading us has got to be what we just worked on. Because I can't go back and do that all again. That was five years of my life, man. That was tough, you know. And thank the Lord when we went to Florida, uh, it, it, was, it was that way. People were gracious. They weren't overly, overly, overly in any one area, and that was good, right? And that's the way I believe we are, and I believe that's where we want to keep going. Correct? Correct? So let me share with you tonight a message on having a balanced approach. It's not going to be a, a long, drawn-out deal. It's going to be extremely practical, but I want to use a New Testament family to show you what a balanced approach looks like. Look in John chapter 12, verse number 1. The Bible says, Then Jesus, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany, now get this, where Lazarus was, which had been dead, whom he now raised from the dead. I want to go see that movie. How about you? Huh? Verse 1 kind of summarizes... The, 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 the chapter. Here's Jesus. Now, I don't know if he dropped in. He was in town. I don't know if he just kind of showed up at his friend's house or if he was invited. You know, nonetheless, he's, he's in the home of uh, his friend Lazarus. Look in verse, uh, verse 2. It says, there they made him a supper. And notice, Martha served. Lazarus was one of them that sat at the table with him. And then took Mary, here's Mary, so you got Mary, Martha, Lazarus, right? They're, they're, they're brothers and sisters, brother and sisters. Uh, she takes, she goes and takes a pound of ointment of spikenard, very costly. And what does she do with it? She anoints the feet of Jesus and wipes his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. Isn't that awesome? Now, leaving, it, leaving that alone, just leave that alone, that's a tremendous story. Correct? But when you look at it, and you look into it, there are some things there that really strike me as interesting. For example, I see there a, 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 just a balanced approach or a balanced response to the presence of Jesus. You'll notice you have Martha. Martha is, she's serving. She's a worker. You have Mary. Mary's, you know, she's worshiping. She's a worshiper. And then you have Lazarus. He's around the table. He's fellowshipping. You know, and when you, let's just say, when you bring that into the church, it just gives you just an unbelievable balanced approach to the way things ought to be. And if you look behind me and then out in the lobby, you'll see we, we, we hung up a couple of banners around the, around the property. One says worship, one says serve, 
If you walk out the door and head out the, uh, uh, the main lobby, there's one that says, anybody see it? You saw it, you just don't want to admit it. Evangelize. And if you go over into the connection building, we have one there that just says connect, right? Worship, serve, evangelize. And you know, if you, if you, just, if you put that package together, it's, it's an unbelievable balanced approach to the way we ought to be as Christians, the way we ought to be as a church. Um, amen? Let me, start, let me start with Martha. Martha is, she's the worker, you know? And, and if not careful, now I'm going to go real quick because I want to get to the third one, uh, Lazarus, and we'll finish with that. But if we're not real careful, we might, we might do what others have done to Martha, and that is, that is hitter, banger, criticizer, you know? She's, she's a worker, you know? In fact, she got, she got all uptight because uh, at one point in time, she even says, you know, Lord, uh, man, tell Mary to come and help me, you know? And Jesus said to her, uh, Mary, Mary is doing what is most important. She's doing the necessary thing, the needful thing, right? But that wasn't a rebuke toward Martha because workers are valuable and important. You know how you know that? <laughs> Let me tell you how you know that. Uh, did you ever find yourself doing this? Uh, for example, a couple weeks ago, uh, Tyler and Carrie and the family went on vacation. I had only been here for all of about a week, you know? And so they're not here, and I'm here by myself, you know? Now, don't take offense to this, because I know you're more than a worker. But as I was walking around, I said to myself, where's that key? Where's the key for this? And how do you turn on that? And where do I find this? And how's that thermostat work? I can't get this thing to work. You usually don't miss a Martha, miss a Martha until Martha's not around. Huh? Did you ever go into the kitchen and the kitchen person's not there? Bob Smith's not there or Kristen Spaulding's not there? You know, and you're trying to have a fellowship. You say to yourself, man, the world. I, in fact, a couple weeks ago, they had uh, drumsticks on Wednesday night. They were giving out ice cream cones. You remember that? You remember that? And, and I thought for sure I'm going to get me one, but... After service, everybody went out and had one, and I got bombarded by five people that wanted to talk to me, and all I kept on thinking is, I want a drumstick. <laughs> and, uh, and so I, I, I never got out to get one, and then somebody told me, I think it may have been Amanda Lapp or maybe Bob Smith said, well, preacher, we have them in the freezer. I noted that. And so on Thursday around lunchtime, I thought, I'm going to get me a drumstick. Guess what? I couldn't find a freezer. I was in the kitchen looking in the ice box, in the ice machine. I, was looking, I went up to your office. Where did they hide the freezer? I still don't know where the freezer's at. And so Martha takes a hit until Martha's not around. Help me here. Thank the Lord for people in the church who work, who serve, you know, and, and listen, every church, including this church, needs more people to step up, especially as we move this thing into the future, because I have all kinds of plans and some vision that I want to see us accomplish as a church, but we can't do it without people. You see, God gives the vision, the pastor casts the vision, and the members accept the vision and run with it, right? And so God's going to give it to me, and I'm going to share it with you, 
but I'm going to need you to step up and help me to accomplish it. And so we're going to need a bunch of Marthas in this place. Amen? And then you go over to Mary, right? And Mary, here's Jesus. He's in her house. Thank the Lord. And, and Mary's the worshiper, right? Jesus said this about Mary. Uh, she's the one that chose that which was most necessary. The only difference here is this. Mary understood the importance of spending time with Jesus as, as kind of priority. Not that Martha didn't, you know, but Mary just had a hold on that thing, you know. And she understood the importance of, of really building her life and developing her life, you know, in a real personal way with the Lord Jesus Christ, where she came to the point where she was a worshiper. Her whole life, you know, it just magnified and exemplified the fact that she worshiped the Lord. He was important to her. Not that Martha didn't, but in this text, in this context, that's, what's, that's what Mary is preaching. Amen? And I thought this, it's so important that we as a church learn how to worship God. You know, and I said this a couple weeks ago in a message, you know, I know worship takes a hit as well because sometimes we think worship is done before the preaching starts. You know, uh, the song service, the choir, and, and the music team, we call it a worship team. They lead us in worship, and then the preacher gets up and he ruins the worship because he preaches the word. No, you know, worship is a total package. You can't have worship without the word of God. You know, when, when we, I said this to Brother, uh, Brother Ngala just a little bit ago, he put together a beautiful service this morning. He really did. That, that song service flowed. I'm not sure if you picked it up or not, but it flowed. And them songs were meant to be sung for this morning. And I, I, I really did, brother. I enjoyed it uh, all the way down to when just the worship team without any musicians just sang, I love you, Lord. That's beautiful. See, that's, that's when, you, when you just kind of shake yourself loose. Are you listening real good? When you shake yourself loose of everything that makes you uptight, you forget who's next to you, who's behind you, who's in front of you, who you have to answer to, and you just enjoy the Lord. Next Sunday when you come to church and we begin to sing in the morning, oh man, that song's not in the hymn book, I can't sing that. Get over it. Say it with me, I'm going to get over it. One, two, three, I'm going to get over it. There's nothing improper about singing a song that's not in the hymn book, especially when it's been approved by your pastor. Get over it. It's going to be okay. Huh? Forget about who's looking at you. Well, if I sing, so-and-so, I know they don't like the song. If I sing, they're going to get upset with me. And so you miss out on worshiping God. Is that what we really want to create here at Open Bible? Is that how we want to move forward? Hey, but if I sing that song, God bless you, my preacher. I love you, friend. If I sing that song and Brother Riddell, Preacher Riddell sees me singing that, he's going to think I'm swaying. No, he won't. No, he won't because he's not your God. He's not your judge. He's not going to think anything. The only reason he doesn't sing it is because he doesn't know the words. <laughs> and he's probably thinking about a joke to tell me after the service. <laughs> Are you with me? Worship. And, and I, I promise you this is the truth, man. I sit, you know why I sit over here? On this side and not that side, Tyler? First of all, because I'm a creature of habit. And this is where I've sat for the last 34 years of my life on this side, and I'm just used to getting up that way. But also, I don't want anybody whispering in my ear when I'm worshiping God. 
I don't want to talk to staff members. I don't want to solve the world's problem. I don't want to know that so-and-so didn't show up. I don't care if, if the kitchen's on fire. You better tell me if the kitchen's on fire. <laughs> Especially if Bob Smith's in there cooking. Uh, I want to, are you, are you listening real good? You know, and, and you just come to work. Because what happens, uh, John, is this. As I'm singing those songs, it's preparing my heart to get up and preach. Or uh, accept, pre- receive preaching. Right? It's worship. And then the word of God is open and it just continues. That's the next, that's the next phase. That's the next level of worship. And as I said this last week, you walk out the door, that's the reality of worship, because now you're taking everything with you, right? You're going to your favorite restaurant, or you're going home, or you're going someplace in society, and you're going to be Jesus. You're, I mean, you're, you're, just, you're, you're just flying high. Amen? Huh? And that leads us to this, this last individual, Lazarus. Interesting guy, right? You read that story, I mean, you've you got to be captivated by it. I love verse number one. He's in the house with this fellow Lazarus, which had been dead, (laughs) whom he raised from the dead. When was the last time somebody like that came over to your house for dinner? When was the last time you went to somebody's house and he he said, hey, so what was it like being dead? Great story, huh? Right? Now, in the story, he's around the table, you know, uh, you know, fellowshipping with Jesus. But if you read on, go down just a little bit. It says in verse number nine, it says, much people of the Jews therefore knew that he was there. And they came, now pay attention, not for Jesus' sake only, but that they might see Lazarus also, whom he had raised from the dead. And so I call Lazarus the witness. Right? So you got the worker, the worshiper, and the witness, and that's the total package. Right? How many times, how many times we might say this, don't be offended, please. We might say this about, you know, my, 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 my son or my daughter, they're looking for a life's mate, and we say, boy, they bring home somebody and say, boy, that girl is the total package. That guy is the total package. How many know what I mean by that? They're the total package. I mean, they, they cross every T. They dot every I. That's the total package. If we can get members at at Open Bible Baptist Church who worship the Lord, serve the Lord, and witness for the Lord, that's the total package. That's what we're trying to produce. Isn't that right? And if you were to, if we were to speak to Lazarus, right, about this event, you know, he might say this, you know, I always believed, I, I always believed you know, I believed in Jesus. By the way, before he died, he believed in Jesus. They were friends. When he was sick in the previous chapter, his sisters, Mary and Martha, sent for Jesus. Hey, hey, Lazarus, our brother, man, he's, he's, he's sick. He's going to die. They believed. Mary and Martha said, if, if you can just get here. And when he got there, it was too late. You know what they said? If you'd have been here, our brother would still be alive. So they were believers. And so if you were to talk to him, interviewed him, Donald, if you had interviewed him, he'd say something like this. You know, I always believed in Jesus. But one day I died. And that changed everything. Huh? And here's what he would say. You know, before I died, nobody really took notice of me. But now, now that I'm 
alive in Christ, resurrected, people are just coming everywhere just to, what an attraction. Huh? And it's true. If you and I can just come to the place where we die, where we die to self, where we die to our career, where we die to fill in the blank, our hobbies, where we die to Christ. You'd be surprised how attractive of a witness you'll become. Amen? And people came, did you notice what it said there? Not for Jesus' sake only, but that they might see Lazarus whom he had raised from the dead. I made a comment here, I think a few weeks back. There's something attractive about somebody living a resurrected life. Remember the story I told you this morning about this little waitress that we, we met at the, what? That happens all the time. I promise you it happens all the time. That's not the first time. I'm sure it won't be the last time. Because as, as we go out, as Don and I, we sit wherever we sit, we eat whatever we eat, you know, um, we, we don't fuss. I fuss on the inside. But I never fuss. I never, ever, I might order a Reuben and they bring me a hot dog, I eat it. Because I'm always afraid if I send it back, somebody's going to spit in it the next time it comes back. So I'll eat it. If it's cold, I eat it. You know, that's just the way it is. I don't fuss. I just don't fuss. I always leave a better tip. Even if the service is terrible, I always leave a really, really, really good tip. And if I don't, I use a track that Brother Dell's name's on. Uh, why? I'll tell you why. Because you never know when something like yesterday would happen where here's a waitress who's carrying a heavy load. We didn't even give her, we didn't even give her a gospel track. It was just on the, it was on the table, and she looked at it, and you know, I'm invited one. She said, I'm invited. Yeah, my wife said, you're invited. You struck up a conversation before you long. She's sitting, she's sitting in the booth with us. My wife has her arm, my wife is crying, she's crying. And all of a sudden, we get a chance to be Jesus to her. Hello? See, that's what it's all about, right? And listen carefully. There's nothing, there's nothing like being used by the Lord. I have something here on the platform, uh, on, the, on the pulpit, I, wanna, I just want to remind us of, and that is this. On the, way out, on the way out the door, probably everywhere, at every exit, I think, we have, we have gospel tracts. And these are really neat. They're not burdensome. They're not cumbersome, right? I mean, they're sharp. This is the one, this is the one yesterday, we, we, my, my wife laid this on the, we were going to give it to her, we were going to put it in the, you know, when we paid the bill, we we're going to put it in there, but look, see what it says, look, do you ever see it? You're invited. You're invited. It's handsome, isn't it? It's attractive. And then, and then when they, we don't get a chance to talk to them, right on the back there, there's a brief gospel message. Enough that somebody can get saved. I mean, if they're really seeking, you read through that, you, you get saved. You don't even need to have a Bible, you get saved right there, word of God's right there. Right? And then, of course, our information. Uh, this one, find, find, find hope this Sunday. That's, that's attractive. Right? It's not, by the way, now I'm going to mess one up, Tyler, on purpose. I'll pay you for it. I never give one that looks like that. You know, it's been washed in my pocket. Forgot to take it out. You know what that says to them? If you gave that to me, I wouldn't even want to take it because I don't know where it's been. Help me here. 
these are like gold, man. These are like $20 bills, $50 bills. I mean, you want to protect these things, right? And use them wisely. Look here. Today's Sunday. I, I trust you're going to come back next Sunday. And so between now and then, we've got seven days, right? You count today. If you just take seven of these on the way out and seek to give one per day, too much for you? I get it. Take five. Take the weekend off. <laughs> Even though people die on Saturday and Sunday, take the weekend off. <laughs> it's okay to have some fun, right? I mean, you, you get it, right? I know you don't know me that well yet, but give one out. Huh? You don't even have to say anything. Honestly, you don't have to say anything. Just leave it somewhere, you know? Or, or just, this is for you. I, I would say, I would use, you know, this is for you. And just give it to somebody. You don't have to witness to them, right? You'd be surprised with little things like that. It amazes me, it really does, how, how many broken people there are in our society that are really seeking. They're, they're not cold. They're not turned off. You know, there was a time, I think Brother, Brother Riddell, preacher, when back in maybe like the 80s, you go out there and some people really get in your face. I remember door knocking and people just nasty. They just wanting to fight. What do you want? Get off my step. I don't have any money. Get away from here. Oh, okay, lady. Huh? But today, I tell you, brother, I don't find that much. Tyler, I don't find that much. I find people, maybe COVID did that. Maybe, I don't know, maybe life is just causing people to realize that I need to be open. And now when I try to give the gospel, share the gospel, whatever it might be, it's amazing how receptive people are. I'm not saying they bow their head and get saved, but they don't growl at me. Huh? Amen? And that helps me. You know why? I don't like to be barked at. Look here, you don't have to believe this. I get intimidated. I really do. My, my wife doesn't. I get intimidated. And it's not the seven-foot-tall guy. It's that three-foot, 65, 85-year-old lady who I'm afraid she's going to kick me in the kneecap because they're spraying me with pepper spray or something, you know? Right? So I get intimidated. But I, I do it because I love my Jesus, and I realize that people need, they need the Lord. Right? And so let me, let me summarize. Moving forward. Here's what we need to do, church. Here's what I'm going to lead you to do. I'm going to lead us to worship God in a very balanced, appropriate way. I'm going to lead us to get involved. I mean, you have to get involved. You have to roll up your sleeves. This ankle-deep stuff doesn't work for me. You know, testing the wall. Man, get in. Huh? Get in so deep. You know, when you're, when you're, on, when you're only in ankle-deep, Steve, you can get out real easy. Huh? But you get in up to here, it's, did you ever get in the pool and it's deep? You ever try to jump out of a pool that's like that? Get in, get in over your head. That's what I'm going to lead us to do. There's something for everybody to do at church. And there's going to be some things we're going to, we're going to venture off and begin to do. And I want you to get involved. I want it to be inclusive. You know? I don't want it to be just one person, one family. Everybody. Everybody gets involved. And then I'm going to lead us, I'm going to lead us to get back to evangelizing our Jerusalem, 
our Judea. Huh? And not just through the offering plate, but getting out into our community and doing our best to bring the gospel to every home in Williamstown. We're going we're gonna to start this campaign called Take It to Town. Take it to Williamstown. Take it to town. You know, and we're going to ask you to join us. I, maybe, maybe you can't come every week, but you can come sometime. Maybe you can't go door to door, but you can do something. I can give you a directed visit. Maybe you can't go to somebody's house. Well, you can stay back and pray or write a note or send a card or make a phone call. Everybody can do something. Correct? And that's what it's all about. That doesn't change. Correct? It doesn't change. You know? And so, you know, Pastor, I thought you talked about, you know, moving. Yeah, but not away from the most important things of the Word of God. Worshiping, serving, evangelizing, connecting. What we need to do. Amen, church? Amen. Thanks again for watching us online today. If you haven't done so already, please fill out a digital connection card so we know how to better serve you this week. For encouragement throughout your week, you can listen to past sermons by searching Open Bible Baptist Church on the Apple Podcast or Google Play Store. If you'd like to give today, you could give online at openbiblenj.org. Thanks again for joining us today. We'll see you on the next broadcast.